You're listening to Snap Listings, the podcast, because everything happens somewhere. Welcome back to Snap Listings, the podcast. Um, I'm here with Max. Hello. And Mackenzie Ryan. Hello. She is an all-star broker. She was featured in Forbes as an actual power broker, but she's (laughs) all... Oh, and she's got... Yeah. <laughs> and the real deal, the, she, the Seinfeld thing. She's in the real deal. She's been in brokers and cabs, mm-hmm. and she also is a ballerina, a New York historian. Um, she was former a, gymnast, former almost Olympian gymnast, yeah, mm-hmm. Olympic gymnast. Um, as well as a self-proclaimed child star. Wow. <laughs> it's not self-proclaimed. It's actually proclaimed by others. No. <laughs> Understood. I'm a self-proclaimed adult star. So that's... <laughs> that is true. Okay. First things first, what are we calling you? Do you prefer Ken's, Mac, MC? I really have a myriad of nicknames. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go through some of them. Okay. If I hear my full name, I'm like... Oh. Upset. <laughs> Who's mad at me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mom, sorry. Uh, so Mackenzie is obviously where everything comes from. Uh-huh. Uh, my siblings call me Kenzie. Mm-hmm. My parents call me Mac. Mm-hmm. My friends call me Kens. But then there are a lot of like fun names like Kensington, Kenzer. Um, so you know, Kenzo. Kenzo is not used as often, but it's it's on the list. It's on the table. <laughs> well, like, I like that you could get some Kenzo sweatshirts exactly, and just like, be repping your right. brand. I can wow. totally rep. Um, so I leave it to my friends and you know family and you know everyone that I meet to feel comfortable in what they want to call me. So that's great. You know. Well, on Snap Listings, yeah. mm-hmm. we know you as Ken's. That is true. Because, that is true. <laughs> because you, along with being a power broker, are the oh-so-fabulous Fridays with Ken's that on Snap true. Listings. And you actually took that day over from me. And a lot of yeah. people were like, how can you ever fill those shoes? And a lot of people were saying that, I think. <laughs> Many people said that. I don't think people remember that I ever did it. <laughs> no, people ask, like, where's the, where's the room guy? We actually, we just interviewed someone who took to work here with us and he was like I've been watching you guys since the beginning and I was like so you know me and he was like I don't think I've ever seen you on I was like okay it's been four years but yeah, that's I don't remember you Molly you're sure you've done it <laughs> do you work here yeah. no. uh, yes I uh, just to I guess self proclaim introduce allow myself to introduce myself, myself. Uh, I've always wanted to say that live, so feeling feeling good. Um, I took over Friday, Mm -hmm. and when you guys emailed me, I was uh, on uh, on the lake in New Hampshire, my happy place during Mm -hmm. the summer, Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I love connecting and talking to an audience. Uh, If you guys heard earlier, I spent most of my life as ballerina, Mm -hmm. gymnast, performing I love performing because I love bringing joy and like entertaining people and really it comes down to like making people smile and so when you guys asked me I was like oh this is so great I can connect with people about my basically my art now which is selling real estate and I can be able to perform a little bit more um, which if you come on a showing or I'm showing your property it's a very interactive like experience. Mm-hmm. 
it's not fake, it's not manufactured, that's not what I mean by perform, but it's really like taking all of my skills, talking about the property, bringing a little like physicality to it when I speak mm -hmm. with people, making them laugh. It is a bit of a tailored performance. It's storytelling. So it is, and it's very near and dear. So when you guys were like, do you guys, you know, Ken, do you want to do it? And I was like, absolutely. And the first thing that came to me when, you know, you said it was a Friday, it's like Fridays with Ken's. Mm -hmm. It's like, love Friday. We mm -hmm. all get to, you know, kind of wind down a little bit, especially in our world in real estate where you end up working Saturday and Sunday. It's yeah. like Friday, you know, I, I do try to take a little advantage. And for whatever reason, I just always feel free and spirited and just very upbeat. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Friday's the It's <laughs> like everyone join in on the party. Mm -hmm. We'll keep it light. We'll keep it fun. But, you know, we're still doing what we love at the end of the day. Mm. Amazing. I love that for us. And I, I think uh, you hit on it that you love to perform for an audience. Mm. So in real estate, your audience switches between in-person versus, you know, a kind of an anonymous unknown audience. Like yeah. you're not even sure who is really watching. Yeah. Um, which is on, you know, when you're on Snap listings or even on your own social media. Um, how do you, how do you kind of change your performance or think about your storytelling based on that? Yeah, I think it's pretty consistent throughout. Um, I am really happy that I can just be in my own skin now and be who I am and be the same pretty much all the time. Um, <clears throat> you know, being able to talk about history and real estate and different neighborhoods and just talk to people who are interested about it. Like when someone's interested, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this is gonna be awesome. Like we're gonna geek out. They're on the line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm on the line. Like, really? Exactly. I just get so excited when people are also passionate about properties and mm -hmm. about New York and about the experience and you know it's not like we're paying pennies over here you know mm -hmm. the buy-in is like five hundred thousand minimum mm -hmm. so you know understanding why real estate in New York is so valuable and why it's so amazing to live here and I always try to like push people to really live like a full existence in New York mm -hmm. because not only for the reasons of you know you're paying for it but it's like it's so special. Like, yeah. It's so special that you can be on this island where everything happens. Um, you know, geographically, are we at the center of the world? No. Mm. But are we at the center of the world in every other way? Yes. yes. And, and so, it's only nine miles. Exactly. It's so nuts. But I'm like, you have to live a full life in New York. So I'm like, you got to do this. And this is the history. And you got to go yeah. here. And you got to talk to people. And you, you, like, you can't be on your phone when you're walking because you're going to miss all the crazy shit. And so I'm just so happy that I can connect but there's no difference in how I act with you know one audience versus the other it's like when I talk into my phone which is crazy because it's just a whole new world of being able to uh, express yourself and mm -hmm. have it go out in real time but it's just off the cuff it's like what I'm feeling and um, whatever I do is usually a first it's not even a take it's just a first thing it's like mm. it happens it's how I felt in that moment I don't really delete things. I don't really censor them. It's like, it's now. It's how I felt then. And 
I don't really have to censor or delete because it's it's unique. It's it's sincere. It's authentic. Yeah. Well, I think that that is something that kind of is a through line through everything that you do is authenticity, mm-hmm. and like yeah. that's what people, especially nowadays, that's what people respond respond to most because it's so easy to see through that, especially yeah. with social media and everything. So like when someone actually feels real, like people fucking cling to that yeah. because it's it's rare, especially yeah. nowadays. Yeah. You've sold over 50 homes in New York City. Yeah. And we understand that you love, want them to have the full New York experience. Mm-hmm. But what's the one feature that really gets them every time? The one feature, like, in a home? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> Where you, like, see, like, the eyes, like, light up oh. and, like, the, you know, it's, like, we've got them. Yeah. yeah. Or it's, like, oh, I I feel seen and mm-hmm. my needs are met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to say that, like, one turning point for people in New York is having that New York view. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes the New York view is even staring at a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. You know, like, like, okay, audience, right now we're sitting in a super cool townhouse. We're on East 61st Street. Uh, if you don't know where that is, think of Central Park and then think of being about five minutes away from Central Park. So we're really close to, like, the center of Manhattan. And we're sitting in this townhouse. We're in a small, little, narrow, like, charming New York, very, like, very New York kind of room. And outside is like a facade of the back of these other townhouses. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can imagine, when you get to see the back of a townhouse, it's totally different than the front. So the back is a carriage house where horses used to come in and out of, and it's brick, and it has like red trim. I'm like, this is the New York view where you're like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so a view in New York can literally be anything, but it's that one moment where you're like, I can stare at this every day and I can be happy. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest turning point when I am showing people property. Well, I already know why you sold 50 homes because I, Erica owns this and I'm already ready to buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, you need to buy this. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's great. It's always that like surprise element when you walk into it. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm adding to my answer, guys, yeah. just really quickly. What is most fascinating about New York real estate mm-hmm. is that there's a facade mm-hmm. and, you know, it's brick, it's limestone, it's concrete, it's straw, it's paper, who knows, but there's a facade mm-hmm. and there's windows, hopefully, <laughs> and behind that facade, behind the brick, you literally never know what you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Never. And as a real estate agent, it's like, I know for me, when I walk into a home, I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was not expecting this. Mm-hmm. I feel like that first step into a different world where you're elevated, you know, mm-hmm. 10 stories up, you could be on the ground floor, you could be on the 80th floor, you could be everywhere. But it's like that first second where you're like, oh my God, I mm-hmm. could not even imagine that behind like that brick facade that I saw when I was standing out on the corner, waiting for the real estate broker to show up, is 10 minutes late and like mm-hmm. fumbling with their keys. It makes it all worth it when yeah. you have that moment where, like, you just never know in New York, like, what's behind, like, those windows and behind those bricks. Oh, yeah. I love it. That was great. The other thing that Mackenzie didn't say is that there is a big tree, one single <laughs> tree, <laughs> that in the summer has beautiful leaves and greenery, and it's also really quiet, yeah. which is very rare in New York City. Yeah. And one of the reasons why we can have a podcast studio in here. Yeah. yeah there you go. Oh, that big sell. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Can I resell you this home? Yeah. yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> I increased the price. <laughs> We're we paid too little. Not for sale. Yeah, you needed to pay more. Not for sale. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so kind of piggybacking off of that, what's the one thing that doesn't actually make a difference that maybe people um, put, place too much value on? I think people put a lot of emphasis on, um, let's call it like technology of the home. Mm. Um, people sometimes get bent out of shape. They're like, I need a washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you really? Because you probably go shopping once a week. You're <laughs> constantly buying new clothing. Mm-hmm. And like, there are a lot of there are a lot of instances where we start with this very big list. I need a washer and dryer. I need a doorman. I need a dishwasher. It's like I need other people to do things for me. Mm-hmm. And that's not really what New York is about. New York is a tough city. It's uh, it can be gritty. It's demanding. It's challenging. Uh, it's a city of really independence and liberation, but you got to work hard for it. Mm-hmm. And so while I totally hear people when they're like, I need this myriad and list of like conveniences, mm-hmm. but New York's not a convenient city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the fuck is convenient around New York? Nothing. Nothing. Like you have to hustle your ass off. It's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to climb six flights of stairs sometimes. There's yeah. no green space. <laughs> There's like very little that's actually, if you want convenience, Go, live go to the suburbs. You know, yeah. like you mm-hmm. wanna you wanna drive to the supermarket. Like, like when I place an order for Cleanly to come pick up my laundry, I have yeah. to be home for an hour window for them yeah. to come pick it up and then drop it off. And it's that's like frustrating. Convenience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. That's out. Okay. <laughs> but that, but that's like New York convenience. Is that that is right. Yeah. The, the fact that you have a, a ability to have someone pick up, come and do it, pick up your stuff. Yeah. But you still have to be home for I an hour. Know. Yeah. Where it's important to mention that it's Friday with Ken's and we're popping a bottle of wine. We, oh, yeah. Ourselves. Well, we... Anybody yeah. would like a refill? I would. We have, <laughs> I saw her. <laughs> we, have, we have a lot to celebrate, actually. We do. Um, do you want to drop the news? Do you, yeah. want to, do you want to be my hype man right yeah. now? We're going to hype her All right, up. We're, I'm ready. All right, drum roll, please. <laughs> Breaking news on Fridays with Ken's. She has closed her biggest contract, signed her biggest listing, and had the most closings in a month in January 2020. Woo! Yay! Wow. Wow. Mazel tov. That's impressive. <laughs> mazel, mazel, mazel. <laughs> Huge. That's amazing. So, what, what, first of all, what a way to start out 2020. Ugh. Honestly, Incredible. I could not be more excited for this decade. Like... I didn't think about 2020 until the week that it was transitioning from 19 to 20. And I was just like, this is a whole new era. Mm-hmm. Like, I am just swinging for the fences on every single, like, shot up at bat. Nope, that's not, that's not a sports Yeah, story. yeah. Every shot at bat. Every swing. Every Every... Every hit, every swing. Every time on the mat, the gymnastic terms. <laughs> every go, sometimes, I don't know. Uh, anyways, I am just like swinging for the fences. I love that. Well, I mean, you were named a millennial power broker. We talked about it twice. Yeah, I um, was. What, by Forbes, ever heard of them? Yeah. What <laughs> makes someone a power broker? Also, how much do you bench? <laughs> Power broker wise, I think it's a whole mentality of someone's uh, someone's like personality who just has so much momentum and so much promise, but also like a very long track record of results. And I think there is like a bit of bravado to it, like mm-hmm. having that kind of 
robust personality that's not just tied into real estate, but kind of tied into the New York, New York kind of industry, social world, business mm-hmm. world. Um, you know, I really want to build a big life for myself and I work really hard to do so. And I think the broker part and the power part are almost like two separate entities mm-hmm. put together. It's like a fabulous amazing yeah. person, but side by side, it's almost a totally, it's like two different titles, being a powerful person and then being like a powerful broker. And I think in our day and age, you have to be a bit of both, um, especially as a young agent. Uh, listeners, I am 27, um, born in 1992. It's a great year. Aries. <laughs> what was your moon? Uh, I don't know. My friends told me. I don't know this stuff. All I know is that I'm a really big Aries. Like, okay. big Aries energy. True, true. Yeah, like, hardcore. What does that mean? Uh, Aries are people who are very determined, self-sufficient, very driven, very kind, um, and just, like, fire, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Fire period. So what are some of the kind of day-to-day behaviors or uh, patterns of thinking that you employ in mm-hmm. order to maintain that being a powerful person, but also being a powerful broker. Yeah, so from a very young age, you guys touched on it before, but I spent my entire life training for the Olympics mm-hmm. as a rhythmic gymnast. So rhythmic gymnastics is the apparatus. Oh. It's the ball, the hoop, the club, the ribbon. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell famously, you know, getting that ribbon up in the air. Uh-huh. Um, it's a very demanding. Great scene. Yeah, great scene. <laughs> It's a very demanding sport, um, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And so having, um, having grown up with that, what I would do as a kid, um, and I started when I was four, is when you're thinking about performing and competing, you, I don't, you don't, you're not taught this. I don't know how it happened, but you visualize yourself Mm -hmm. competing. You visualize yourself performing. Mm -hmm. And so from a very young age, I would have a scene in my head of me performing in front of a lot of judges and uh, in front of a large audience. And I didn't know it at the time, but it's something that's called like um, positive visualizations. Mm. And it's picturing yourself in your sort of best state, in a dream state, like how you want to be doing something. Mm-hmm. And so from a young age, I've been doing that, not just with gymnastics, but like mm-hmm. with my whole life. So from the age of four to 27, I've been seeing my life on a grander scale, like basically performing my dreams in my head over and over and over again. Now, this is something that people do on a daily basis um, to basically do their affirmations, Mm -hmm. their gratitude, seeing yourself in your very best state. So, you know, for me, I just thought of it as like daydreaming. I thought of it as me practicing in my head. And like, I really do believe like in mental strength. And so practicing things in your head, you'll be able to perform them better physically, like in real life. Uh, so I would say, I would say those visuals on a daily basis, like I'm constantly thinking about like, this is going to be my life. This is going to be my life. This is what I want. And it's really great because not only are you practicing and training, um, you're also not letting yourself settle for things that are below that visual or Mm -hmm. below that dream. Uh, and so I have a pretty hard line on not settling. Uh, I'm a very 
demanding person um, to myself, to others, I'm like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, 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 you do your thing, like this yeah. is, you know, you can tell the people who you can like push mm-hmm. and they're like down with the dream. Um, and so I think that's probably the number one key to my success. Uh, the number two is just never giving up, like being relentless, mm-hmm. like just keep going. Well, it's like, that's, I, I wanted to say, like, it's refreshing to see someone who's consistently both being recognized for their work ethic, but also for being a millennial, which those two don't always go hand in hand. So that's like cool. So like, I mean, how, I, I think it's the way you present yourself, but how would you say you establish yourself as being such a hard worker just right off the bat? It seems like it's the first sentence of every article that's written about you. So <laughs> it's like, there's gotta be something that's, either you're saying it constantly or they can tell, so. Yeah, I think it, I think it shines through. Yeah. I love work. Yeah. I love to work and Part of it is because I love to I love to create, I love mm-hmm. to win, I love I love results, I love the outcome, I love to design things. I love I like to take something and make it in, yeah. into something much bigger and beautiful. And so again, like even when I was in kindergarten, my mom came to pick me up one time, oh, more than once. Yeah. <laughs> my mom is wonderful. <laughs> Uh, she came to pick me up and, you know, like kindergarten's awesome. Like I totally go totally back. Totally go back. back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm so down to just go back to being five years old. Same always. But I feel, I feel the five-year-old inside of me like every day. So my mom came to pick me up and, uh, you know, at the end of, at the end of school, uh, you kind of just have like free time, you know, you have your nap time and then it's like three o'clock and you just have some creative time. And uh, my teacher used to keep these really big pieces of fabric, like velvets and tapestries. And I was just known for, you know, taking this fabric and creating dresses out of them. So I'd stand there, I can do it, I can do it with any piece of fabric, I can do it with a towel. Like I would just stand there and I'd create these like really pretty kind of designs and I'd I don't know why, but the teacher would give me safety hands. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like, she's like, here, here, use the big scissors. Yeah. <laughs> even from the age of like four and five, uh-huh. like elders or grownups just saw this like maturity in me. So she'd be like, yeah, sewing kids. Like I've I've been sewing since I was like three years old. So I would sit there and I create these dresses at the age of like four years old. And ever since then, I've just always had this love of creating something totally magical out of almost nothing Mm -hmm. and so it runs true in every sensibility like if you put some random shit into a fridge i can make a really cool meal or concept Mm -hmm. if you gave me a weirdo apartment listing and it was totally nuts i can make it beautiful and i can sell it uh, and you know, it's funny, most of my listings are very tricky. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I attracted <laughs> Yeah. You did great challenge. Yeah. But... Other people run away. What was that? The, yeah. the townhouse that was on the market for what? 36 months you, you rented? Oh my God. Uh, it's, it was the, uh, the penthouse you're talking about. Yeah. It was on the market for 10 years. Oh. 10 years. 10 years. Five brokers. I had on the market. One Mackenzie. One. <laughs> One ten. One ten. <laughs> all you um, need is one ten. Honestly, that's all you need. You need someone who wants it bad enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I want success so badly that, like, I will take a crazy deal and I'll make it work. 
like, I will make it work. And that, that deal was crazy. Mm. It was insanity. I think I have like three great hairs from it. Oh, but gosh. I also have tweezers. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's something that you visualize today? I've really been looking at the next, uh, the next sort of stage of my life. Um, I have a few years before I turn 30, but I like to get going early, mm. you know? Um, you know, the sort of next act for me is I've now established myself as something. Mm-hmm. That's something, and, you know, there's different ways we could define it, but I'm now here. And it's like, where am I going to take my career now that I'm on the same stage as other people? Um, and so, you know, I think this next sort of visual for me is, um, I'm living my dream of selling historic and like landmark property in New York. And how am I just going to bring that to more people? And how Mm -hmm. am I going to make New York more important to people and, you know, help people be really happy, help people like really cherish and take advantage of their time in New York. And, uh, you know, personally, I think, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And, Am I going to buy something? Am I going to mm-hmm. get married? Am I going to be a crazy Shiba mom with like 10 different dogs? You made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Snapchat if you don't already. And stay tuned, Snap Listings fam. We're going places.